Welcome to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell. Talking business ownership, the nuts and bolts and everything in between. Well, g'day and welcome to not just another episode of the Tradies Business Show. Was here with you, coming at you from, I don't know, someplace in Australia. Um, I never know what to call my little uh, hub here, Tradie HQ or Tradie Wingman HQ or something, but it's actually, it's morphed a little bit. So as well as being where I record the Tradies Business Show that you're currently listening to, uh, it's now one of, one of the cells for tradies in business, which I'll talk more about today, but today's episode 200 of the show. So super excited about that. Uh, been cranking out the tradies business show now for four years, a bit over four years, coming to your ear holes, and um, had some amazing interviews and, and some interesting guests on the show as well, and some, some great feedback from listeners just like you. And today... I'm going to let you in on something a little different. Uh, There's going to be some change. I know everybody loves change. Yeah, right. What are you doing, Woz? Uh, And so what I'm going to do is introduce you to someone you're going to hear a heck of a lot more from, which means you can get a a rest from my voice and, uh, and listen to Nicole Cox, the builder's wife. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thanks, Woz. I should say welcome back. Because you've been on here before. <laughs> I have been on here before. It was a little while ago it, now. It was quite a while ago. I, I should have gone back and found the episode number. But um, I actually had Nick on the show ooh, a couple of years ago, I reckon, uh, yeah, as the builder's wife. So, Nicole, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and, and what you do and why do you call yourself the builder's wife? <laughs> it's a great question, Was Hi, listeners. How are we all? Um, I'm the builder's wife. My husband's a builder. He's been a builder for, gosh, near on 25 years now. That makes me really old. Um, <laughs> we've only been in business together for, oh, goodness, seven of those 25 years. So my husband and I had a small business together as builders when we worked in and around Brisbane for quite some time. Um And during that time, I guess we were just trying to find a way to relate ourselves to our clientele and started a blog called The Builder's Wife, in which I had planned to share all my secrets about being a builder's wife, like the nails in the washing machine or the jobs around the house that never, ever get finished. Mm -hmm. However, it really morphed morphed into something completely different and now is um, a space in which we've shared our renovation, but we've also shared stories and tales about our small business and our time together in business. And um, it's a great place for women and support in the industry. Sometimes it's a pretty lonely journey, this small to medium business journey, and there are times in which we all need a bit of support. Um, And I was really lonely early on in my journey, so this has given me an opportunity to connect with some of those like-minded women that are in business and construction's not necessarily a very lady-friendly business, so... Not even in 2018, yeah. Yeah. Now, you, you just recently passed 800 blog posts on your on your website? I did. I think I'm up to – I've just published 811 today, not long before we speak. Oh, right. um, I think I've done Yeah, eight. there's a lot of resources on there. <laughs> like you, I've been doing this for about four years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. See, podcasting is my thing. I, I would – I would much sooner record a podcast episode than write a blog, even though I do write blog posts and, and I write uh, 
for Flying Solo and a couple of other publications. Yes. Occasionally when I actually pull my finger out and do something <laughs> about it. Um, but that's that's a lot of writing. Uh, it's about... a lot of writing, but it's my safe space, I suppose. When I'm writing, I'm, I'm not, um, you know, doing something like we're doing today live exposes me to making a mistake. And as many mistakes as I might like to make. I don't enjoy <laughs> it very much. It might happen, but I can hide behind the computer. You can just press delete and start again. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a safer way for me to step outside my comfort zone. And to be really honest, in the beginning, of my career in construction, the only way I had the opportunity to connect with other people was through the internet. Mm. Um, so that was a, a safe way for me to step outside my comfort zone and say hello to other people out there. Mm. And you have a very large following of obviously a lot of, um, well, tradie wives, uh, but also people, consumers looking to build a house and work with a builder uh absolutely we had um so i guess the blog started as somewhere that we could educate people about the building process and we do have lots of followers um at the blog that are intrigued to know about everything from you know how to get prepared to contact a builder all the way through to your final handover inspection and what to do in that process but then we also have um lots of other small business owners that and and particularly tradie wives and builders wives who um, want to find some confidence in stepping into their partner slash husband's business yep. and how they can sort of assert themselves in that way to positively contribute to the business. So, which is a journey not unlike my own. It's been a great um, opportunity to share, I guess, what I've been through, but also learn from other people as well. Yeah. And I'm going to use that as a segue, Nick, to talk about community. <laughs> And uh, and I also want to change things up a little bit today uh, because listeners have had me pretty much in the driver's seat, even back in the days with Michaela. I think I was kind of the anchor man, although my hair wasn't as impressive as his. <laughs> uh, I'm just getting a vision of the movie The Anchor Man now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm usually in the driver's seat, and that's that's fairly true in my life as well as for the podcast. <laughs> I like to be in the driver's seat, and um, certainly with my my tradie wingman clients as well, that's true. So I thought we'd do something a little different today and, and take a little risk. Um, this is your first time sort of, I guess, at the controls of a podcast. And <laughs> it'll be my first time not being interviewed on a podcast, but on my own show. I thought, well, I'll throw the reins over to you, Nick. And um, it might be something a little different, you know, get you to ask me some questions. It is episode 200. And we are planning some changes, but before we do that, I just want to talk about community. You've created an amazing community through your blog and, and uh, your Facebook page, and you have a group as well, a Facebook group, um, and it's just incredible to see the power of that community and the the idea swapping and the support that um, people offer each other. I know women are apparently better at that sort of stuff than us men. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, <laughs> so I would expect that that would be more prevalent in your community, but um, we're actually going to collaborate, or we already are, for those that are already part of Tradies in Business on Facebook, uh, thank you for joining. Um, if you're not a part of Tradies in Business yet, it's, uh, it's a community that Nick and I have come together to create and foster and grow um, and support, and just create a place for you, the listeners, tradies in business, to 
talk, to swap ideas, to share challenges and, um, you know, tips and strategies. And I mean, there's been some conversations in the Facebook group uh, in recent weeks around things like which software to use and, hey, what are you guys doing with Google AdWords? Because we tend to run around in isolation quite a bit um, as small business owners, but particularly tradies in business, I find are, are fairly insular and don't Definitely. really hang out with each other much when it comes to business. No, and I think it's probably a bit of a new concept in some ways um, for tradies as such. We tend to get so bogged down in running our businesses and doing what needs to be done every day. We forget that there's actually a whole wealth of support out there for us if we're looking for it. And these kind of groups give us an opportunity to have a chat, to share our experiences and ask questions because, my goodness, being in small business is really tough. And if you can ask a fellow business owner how they handled this situation or do they know what software is best or what would you do if this happened, it's fantastic to have that like-minded support and those answers and that knowledge to draw from. And it doesn't really matter, I don't think, what stage of business you're at, whether you have been in business for 20 years running a really successful business, you've got plenty you can offer, but there's always still something you can learn as well. Same can be said for somebody coming new, fresh into business. So I guess it's a great, it's a quick, easy access being a Facebook group. It means that we've all got Facebook on our phones these days. It's a quick, easy way to jump online and ask a question or read over somebody else's experience and just take some knowledge from that as well. Mm. Yeah, and there's there's a big knowledge base building up in there. The other reason that I think it's it's super exciting that we're working together, Nick, is that I realized that I needed a work wife. <laughs> now we need the, the dum dum da dum. <laughs> well, I'm about to get a a life wife. Yay! Uh, I just I went and found one on the internet. No, uh, <laughs> so you did um, extremely well. <laughs> yeah, lots of screening questions. Um, so <laughs> I'm uh, I've decided that this is this is the last time I'm getting married. <laughs> For anybody who knows me. Uh, those that I've been through a few challenges in the last uh, bunch of years, um, a bit of personal stuff going on, and some of that's been aired on the show. Uh, I, I try and be as open as I can, although that's I've probably clammed up a little bit in recent years with the personal stuff. Well, it's um, not so easy to share that stuff sometimes. No, no. So, look, uh, I know you were going to bring it up anyway, Nick, and here's me back in the oh, bloody driver's seat, isn't I it? I know. I can't help myself. Like hop out and jump in the passenger side. Okay. Let's go. So... Uh, Welcome to the Tradies Business Show with your host, Nick Cox. Uh, <laughs> go. <laughs> well, welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us here today on Woz's 200th episode. That's amazing. What an achievement. I've um, known Woz for a couple of years now. Um, we've developed quite a lovely friendship, and I'm very fortunate to also know his fiance, very soon-to-be wife. And I'm not sure how, sure how much he has uh, shared of that journey with you. So I'm going to put him in the hot seat now, <laughs> as any go. good work wife would do. Yeah, yeah. And ask you a few questions. Are you okay. ready? Shoot. <laughs> so can you t share with us a little bit about Amy and how you met? Uh, Amy is Amy is everything that I didn't know existed in a partner. Oh, that's uh, a beautiful answer. <laughs> and I promise this isn't scripted. I um, <laughs> I've never bragged on... A woman like I've bragged on Amy, and uh, I can for that. we uh, we met um, 
Ooh, where are we now? About two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. Uh, so, you know, fairly, fairly short term, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. And mm. I was in a particularly tough period of my life. I'd actually sworn off women, um, <laughs> not because I was going to go back for the other team, not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, I just decided I needed to be me and I needed to be single and just take some time out from everything after my 17-year uh, um, relationship and marriage capitulated and um, for various reasons. Mm. Um, so I was due for a break. Uh Funnily enough, Amy had come out of a pretty torrid uh, breakup with her fiance. Um, <clears throat> you know, without going into all the details, she she was pretty badly hurt, and um, yeah, we were both in a similar place. And so we actually met through CrossFit. Thank you, CrossFit. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it does more for, for you than just get abs and guns. Um, That's so true. Get your wife. Yeah, yeah. So we met through CrossFit and um, we just had some common interests and we were chatting and um, Amy actually moved to another town um, and we just stayed connected online and just used to chat as mates. Uh, neither We actually both said to each other at the start, it's like, hey, just so you know, uh, not dating, not interested, just, just <laughs> you know, need to be single. It's like, oh, thank goodness, me too. Uh, and of course it snuck up on us. So, um, do you think that's what let the, the walls down that we so often build up in the beginning of, um, any kind of relationship, to be honest, it's not just a personal relationship, but work relationships, relationships with clients. Do you think that the fact that you were able to be honest in the beginning and say, actually, I'm not looking for a relationship meant that you were able to connect in a way you wouldn't have had you have been purposely looking for somebody to date? Oh, absolutely. Cause what it meant was, is that we were free to talk about stuff without that stupid thing that we do when we're dating or employing somebody or, you know, pitching for someone's business is we're constantly second guessing how are yes. they going to receive this information. And there was none of that because we were just mates. And it didn't, I mean, not that we were out to offend each other, but it didn't matter if I said something about, you know, Amy's job or whatever that she didn't like because it's like I wasn't losing anything personally. Yes. You know, I wasn't jeopardizing the, the the dating relationship. And I was saying it because I cared about her as a friend. Yes. Um, I mean, she was she was encouraging me to go out and start dating and, and telling me that I'd find a wonderful woman and find someone who, you know, respected me and that, that you know, deserved my love and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, so when we actually accidentally figured that, oh, Maybe we should start dating. <laughs> Let's ruin the friendship. Um, yeah, we we just we got to know each other so well um, that when we did start dating, it was actually really easy. Of course, we'd already we'd already covered the politics and the you know the beliefs about nutrition and parenting and religion and all that sort of stuff. Money. I mean, we'd covered all the all the sticky topics before the dating started. Instead yeah. of doing it where it's like, hey, let's get married. Now, what are your views on, you know, economics and uh, vaccinations? It's like we'd pretty much already covered all that stuff. Is that funny how um, in friendships we tend to be less guarded? Um, not always, but I guess when we're dealing with clients, to take it back on a business sense, but we're dealing with clients or fellow business owners or staff, we tend to be really guarded and a lot of those conversations that are actually really necessary don't happen until a much later date, it's too late then. So I think that there's something really to be said about exactly what you're explaining in the way that you and Amy met and this just came about through 
a real friendship and your walls were down and you managed to fall into something a whole lot deeper than that. That sounds wonderful. Doesn't it? And it was kind of funny because, um, you know, we we talked more and, you know, we hung out a bit more and we we literally started dating I and mean, we did the courting thing, although I was living, um, you know, nearly three hours away from her, so <laughs> it made it a little difficult. But, um, yeah, we kind of both arrived at that same point where neither one of us wanted to be the first one to talk about the L word. <laughs> and... You know, it was like, oh, I wonder if she's feeling it. And Amy's thinking, I wonder if he's feeling it. <laughs> so I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I think we pretty much both spilled the beans over over a, a bloody uh, video call. Um, cause, wow. Because, you know, I was still in the midst of all of the uh, the cleanup from the oil spill with my uh, previous life, mm-hmm. uh, which, which made things fairly complicated. And we've been through some tough times with all that, you know. Listeners would know that I've got a daughter. Um, who turned seven very soon, and uh, she now lives in another state of Australia, a long way away from me. And so that's presented its its challenges. Um, and I know you've experienced some uh, some life learnings as well, Nick, which I'm sure will. Uh... I've got quite a few life learnings under my belt. We could have a whole new show just on those. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> just to spare all the gory details, we. Uh, we we were great mates. We fell in love, and we decided to get married. Um, I think that's the perfect way to do it. And we've done it with some very frank discussions, which I actually use uh, Amy's and my relationship as a bit of an example when I talk to my clients about it, it could be something as simple as as you know engaging a subcontractor, or mm. hiring a person, or you know agreeing to do work for a primary contractor or a real estate agent or whatever it might be. Is uh, and I'm sure it's not unique to us, but we have this thing called our 100% rule. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put that on the table pretty much straight up when you and I started talking about working together professionally. Absolutely. Is, Do you want to explain the 100% rule? Yeah. So, so uh, our 100% rule was 100% of the time we had to be 100% upfront and honest about anything we spotted that felt a little eh, you know? So... You know, in the domestic setting, it's like you say something to someone important to you, uh, and most of us probably notice when the other person's a little off. You know, yes. they go a bit quiet, or they roll their eyes at us, or they huff a bit, <laughs> or they hold their breath, or it might be more obvious than that. And they might, you know, use some expletives and throw a saucepan at your head. Uh, <laughs> but whatever it is, rather than either let that simmer or escalate into something trivial and ridiculous, we agreed at the outset that as soon as either of us spots anything like that, Mm -hmm. it's time out, let's talk about what the hell just happened there, what do we need to talk about. And And that has some really practical applications in your business as well because I think that often we let things go unsaid for a long period of time and they become, they fester. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and before you know it, there's a culture change and it's too late to fix anything. Yeah, you see it. I mean, I see it in businesses. I'm sure you do too with, with mm-hmm. teams. And we've probably both experienced it as employers over the years. I know I have uh, a little Absolutely. bit of eyes closed employing and just getting down the track with an employee. And it's like, oh, man, how did we end up here? Mm-hmm. And that can happen really quickly, unfortunately. Um, as you know, we had rather a negative experience with a staff member who managed to taint the 
entire culture of the business really and that was because we didn't deal with things early enough we left it too late it fested and that was probably due to a fear on our behalf as employers about how to deal with that and and, and what to do with it i suppose so mm. um 100 rules become something that we adopt here too uh both in business and in life and particularly with our children works really well with our children as well yeah. open some great conversations so i think that's a great tool and on that note was now that i'm your work wife i'm allowed to lay something on the table here aren't i <laughs> yes well <laughs> ha- hang on shelf behind you Can come on now pause that shelf behind you. let's tidy up there a minute <laughs> come on that's that's my daughter's painting <laughs> your daughter's painting's perfect. It's the dust around the frame there. Oh, right? yeah, I know. Well, you can't see the other side. I turned the screen so you can't see the stack of crap in the corner here. Well, that's just clever, really, isn't it? <laughs> so on the subject of uh, wives, Warwick, you've got a big event then coming up in the next very short little while. Yes, we're doing a big networking event, aren't we, Nick? <laughs> we are, absolutely. <laughs> a really big networking event, yeah, very important yeah. networking event. Actually, that's pretty funny, yeah. Um I wasn't up for a big wedding. I, I assume you're referring to my wedding to Amy. Most definitely. Yes, or marriage to Amy. Um, I was up for a very small, very quiet wedding. And, and in actual mm-hmm. fact, we were initially going to elope. Uh, but Amy hasn't been married before. And I I said to her, are you sure you're going to be happy with that? And there was just that, you know, the 100% rule we just talked about. Yes. It's like I could see yes. that little bit of doubt where <laughs> I know she wanted to elope. Or have something family only, like literally yeah. mom and dad, both sides, that's it, go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And I could just see that little, because she's a woman and she likes right. decorating and fancy stuff. And I love that about her. Absolutely. Uh, it's I a said, great way for us to sort of, I don't know, stamp our personality on the life event that is marriage. Yeah. So I said, hey, how about we have a wedding? And I think she was super excited about that. So that's now turned into we have a 100 <laughs> plus guests holy moly uh yeah and there'll probably be more than that at the church um because there'll be a whole Fabulous. bunch of crossfit friends coming to the church <laughs> that aren't coming to the reception and we literally can't fit any more people in at the reception which is a basically a shindig at a pub a, an old country historic pub uh out here on the darling downs so um, which you'll be in attendance at with the builder. I'll be there with bells on. Yep. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun day. It's gonna be. I'm awesome. looking forward to it very much. Be a great celebration. We'll have to debrief on that on a podcast. <laughs> Maybe we might have to get feedback from the <laughs> listeners. It's like yeah. hands up all those that want to hear about Waz's wedding again. Why are we talking about weddings on the trading? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, I have some more questions, though. Um, you did something really spectacular this past weekend. I must admit, when you first told me about it, I was a little bit, okay, what's Warwick up to now? What's the purpose of this? Why don't you tell the listeners about that experience? Yeah, it's funny when you when you say that, that I did something, what was your word, spectacular? Yeah, I think it's spectacular. Um, I, I actually, I had this conversation with myself during the experience um, because I really played it down in my mind mm-hmm. and you know it's it I'm doing it already it wasn't that big a deal it was a big deal um, but I can see from other people's responses and not not that that's how I should or any of us uh, should measure what we do is by other people's response to it that's a really bad way to, to live life um agreed well it's fraught with danger anyway it's okay to consider that stuff basically what i did i 
stuck a hiking pack on. Um, I parked my car at the trailhead and I hiked, um, it ended up being 21 kilometres through the rainforest around 1,000 metres in a World Heritage National Park and uh, camped overnight on my own uh, in the middle of the rainforest, long way from anything and anybody. Um, And then I got up the next morning and I packed up my tent and my pack and I hiked back out again. Uh, See, I think that's absolutely spectacular. I'm flat out walking to the corner and back, let alone walking 21 kilometres. And I literally saw, um, so first day I think it was six hours, second day took me about seven and a half because I had a few... I had a few little um, detours and I had to go and find some water because uh, I'd run out of water. I took a filter and I, I sort of tried to pack light, but I knew there was going to be some water there. I wasn't being irresponsible, um, but had to go find a little spring and pump some water into my pack. And then my uh, I tried to make up a, a nice coffee for morning tea at this beautiful lookout and uh, my stove had a malfunction and caught fire. <laughs> so um, I set fire to a $300 hike stove <laughs> Fortunately, not the whole entire rainforest because there's a total fire ban. I'm standing there looking at these yes. gushing flames out of my friggin' camp stove <laughs> and uh, nearly went over the edge trying to stop it from setting a light to all the lantana and, and the dry scrub. And I was like, and this is awesome, isn't it? <laughs> Did you laugh? Were you laughing at that point or was it a real stress point for you? Uh, no, I, I wasn't stressed. I was just in, I was in fix-it mode. Yeah, fair enough. I was in like, okay, I got to sort this thing out, I've got to address the issue. And then afterwards yeah. I sort of stood there and looked at the charred earth where my stove had been and the dry rainforest all around me because, you know, big drought up here in Queensland. Yes. And uh, I thought that could have gone very differently. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I didn't want to be putting in the triple O call. Didn't want to be putting the triple O call into uh, emergency services saying, hey, uh, there's a really big fire and it's only accessible by a chopper with a bucket. Oh, can you imagine? Toodles. It would have been a pretty spectacular story to tell. <laughs> and if you want to see some photos, guys, there is in the Traders and Business Facebook group, Warwick did share some of his photos and, and a little inspirational, insightful, I might say, um, video from his time. It was, I don't know, I was a bit nervous for you, I must say. I knew that you'd be well prepared because I don't think I've ever met anyone that's as pre- prepared as you are. But I... I I don't know, it just seems like such a big thing to me, I guess, because it's not something I've ever thought of. I, As a mum, I really enjoy my time on my own. I love time out and the idea of having a whole night on my own is just amazing. But doing it in the bush <laughs> with snakes and spiders and... No shower and no toilet. And... Yeah, no toilet, no thank you. No, um, uh, no cooked it's meal. It's just not my anything. cup of tea. So I, I, I do admit to feeling rather relieved when I knew that you were home safe and well, even though I knew you'd be fine. Well, it was interesting before I went. I've wanted to do this, um, not this particular hike, but I've wanted to do something like this solo, like a solo adventure half my life, 20 years plus. And um, since I was in my my 20s, early 20s, um, so giving my age away a little bit there. But... um, (laughs) And it's just, it's never happened. It's never been important enough. Yes. You know, it's never been enough of a priority for me to go and do it. And mm. and that's not to blame anybody else. It was just, I never made it enough of a priority to go and do it. And There should be bells like impressed. That's the best statement you've said all day. <laughs> Thanks. And so, you know, we, we talked about my fiance, Amy, soon to be wife. Um, <clears throat> and meeting her 
was meeting someone who recognized the importance of those things in her partner. Yes. And her um, outward willingness to encourage and support those things, not just passively support by going, oh, well, if you want to go, you know, that's cool. Yeah. I'll be here. It's like, when are you going? Yes. Are you doing this? When are you doing it? Have you planned anything yet? I mean, she literally, she, I'm a bit worried actually. Maybe she didn't want me to come back, but you know, <laughs> she bought me the tent um, uh, when we got engaged. She's like, here, here's a tent. Go hiking. So she was, she was um, being the perfect support person. Exactly. And mm. I know you and I have talked about this a fair bit so far, and we will talk about support people for tradies in business and with tradies in business. It's probably a better way of wording that um, mm. a lot more. But, um, yeah, actively encourage me to go and do it. So, uh, I, But I was reading some of the literature about, you know, track notes, and I'd highlighted my track, and I left a, a itinerary with Amy and a couple of other family members. Um, but I was reading through the National Park stuff and all the safety crap, and uh, it said, you know, never walk alone. And I'm thinking, ah, it's a marked track in a rainforest. And then, you know, you realize that there's lookouts that are literally 500 meter sheer drop. There's no safety fencing or anything because it's remote um, yes. rainforest. And, you know, they don't fence all that stuff because it's not heavily touristed. I think I saw five people in the entire two days of walking the 43Ks that I walked. Wow. And, you know, it was hours between seeing anybody on the trails. And that was at sort of either end of the, the main trailhead where the busy centres are. So in the middle, yeah. I could have fallen down a ravine and no one would know for days. So wow. I promptly went and bought a PLB, a personal yeah. locator beacon, which is a, a satellite radio beacon. And uh, I had that strapped to me the whole time just in case. But, uh, yeah, I was like, eh, maybe it kind of was a big deal. You know, it's just those things uh, where... It's a huge deal. But but it, th that was one of my big insights, which I haven't actually really shared that much on, is I see people every day doing cool shit and mm -hmm. just playing it down. I mean, it happens at my CrossFit gym. I see people doing toes to bar and, you know, lifting weights and stuff. And because they've been working on that for, for day after day after day... I see people drop the shoulders because they didn't get as much as they thought they should or, you know, their movement wasn't quite right. And they're like, oh, that was really crap. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You just did a pull-up. Yeah. Chicks especially. Yes. Um, where that's not natural strength. And no. they're like, oh, yeah, but I can only do one. I'm like, yeah, you did one. Yeah, hello. That's one more than you could do last time. So what do you think it is? Like where is it in what part of our personalities mean that we downplay our successes and tend to instead think and stew on um, things we perceive not to have done so well or our weaknesses I, even. I there's, there's no doubt a number of um, aspects to that. Some of the things that I've personally experienced and that I see in others is a fear of being seen to be arrogant or full of ourselves or you mm. know it's the tall poppy thing that i get so sick of hearing about but yes. it's so it's so real here in australia mm, it is um and new zealand and i think sadly other countries are becoming more like that where mm. we resent others doing well it's a shame isn't it because you know there's a lot of satisfaction in supporting someone in their success yeah um and so I've always had this fear of sticking out, you know, and I've talked a little bit about it on the show before 
um, just, you know, to do with my mentoring and upbringing. Uh, I've always tried to fit in and not stick out and not make waves. And, you know, if I do well, I play it down and I don't want to be celebrated and I hate collecting a certificate for, you know, the subject prize because I was a nerd at school. And that that actually meant I just got picked on more and bullied more yeah. because yeah. I was academically quite gifted and I hated doing well at school because it just got me more unwanted attention. Yes. And so that's flowed into other areas of my life where, you know, I win a CrossFit competition and I go, oh, yeah, but there wasn't that many guys there. And look, my partner's a beast. And, and you know, Amy almost punched me the day I, I did that. And the medal is actually um, hanging on the bookshelf behind me I for any, anybody watching this on YouTube. Um, is uh, first place. It's a, it's, I can't remember ever winning a, a sporting competition because I was never very sporty as a young guy. Yes. And I've only found this sort of stuff later in life, very late in life. And uh, <laughs> they called out my name and I, I literally couldn't believe it. I was like, what? They must have made a mistake. And I busted my ass in that competition. I worked really hard for it. And I, I won it fair and square with my buddy. And I still played it down. And so I see that a lot in business owners, you know. they Absolutely. They they have their biggest month in revenue. And honestly, it pisses me off because I say to them, mate, that's awesome. Well done. And they're like, mm. oh, yeah, but it's summer. Of course we're busy. Or, um, oh, yeah. yeah, but we won this big job, you know, and, and that makes the figures look better. It's like, yeah. and why would you take that away from yourself? And it's like, huh, I do it to myself. How can I expect others not to do it to themselves? It's a really hard habit to break. And I think you're right when you say about the tall poppy syndrome here in Australia, New Zealand, and like you say, in other parts of the world, you can really see it creeping in. We do tend to downplay our successes, our little wins. We should be celebrating our wing, wins, big, small, indifferent. If You know, I recently spoke at an event where I was encouraged the women at the event to think about um, creating their own success. I think that we all get bogged down in comparing our journey to other people's journeys and their successes. But the problem is comparison is the success thief. It takes away those little wins that you have in your everyday life that are really important. For example, um, as you know, Warwick, my husband hasn't been particularly well. He's had some some big issues and some um, mental health issues over the last few years. And there were times when success for him was getting out of bed that day mm. or success for him was making it to the gym and doing CrossFit session or mm. it was managing to send off an email. Now, if he was comparing his journey to somebody else in business or just somebody else in life, then none of that would have been defined as success for him, which would only make him feel worse. Yeah, I think that we all need to take a bit of time in each of our days, celebrate the wins that we do have, absolutely reflect and, and think about what we can do better or, or, or what areas we can improve on. But why don't we take a bit of time to celebrate each other's successes as well as our own success? Have a great mental dialogue. I think we, you know, that little voice in our head, I'm sure it visited with you over the weekend quite a lot, that that voice of doubt or that, that voice of um, self-loathing in some for some people, I know I struggle with that at times myself, you know, if we can change the dialogue in our head, we can lead I don't know, happier lives. We're, we're more content in our day-to-day -day life rather than, you know, okay, yep, I won a CrossFit medal but there weren't that many people there and my partner's a beast. No, yeah. worry, you won that medal. Yeah. You put in the effort, you did the training, that was your win. Yeah, and, and I, I, I see business owners do this every day. People mm. do it every day. 
and and you know if if you're listening to this show and you do that in your business it's easy for me to say stop it it's harder for you to do that um but mm-hmm. if you know you're doing it then that awareness is really powerful because you already have that insight you know you have that personal insight to go oh yeah i know i do that and it's like cool now you can actually do something to change that and absolutely if if there was a theme word for today maybe it's change for today's episode mm-hmm. episode 200 mm-hmm. uh is go seek out some support to change that and that's and that's one of the things that i'm really passionate about with tradies in business and tradies in business is well it will be more than just the facebook group there's there's a bunch of facebook groups out there and they're doing cool stuff um we really want to make this about more than just a facebook chat and you know we're planning some big stuff for 2019 we're going to dip a toe in the water after i get back from my honeymoon which will be uh interesting uh, <laughs> for me to take a holiday you said that. no no no. i just like the thought of me taking a holiday for two or three weeks is just yeah. that's quite foreign to me and i'm a little stressed about idea. not working for, <laughs> for a few weeks and hopefully I've, you love it and i've got a, a mild case of bronchitis at the moment which is awesome um so i've been given strict instructions that i have to get better before <laughs> 12 days time when we get married but, oh, do you know uh, I was so sick on my wedding day? Oh, really? I, was, um, I have had two doses of flu in my entire life, and one of them was over my wedding. It was oh, terrible. No. But you make the best of the day, the best of the day that you can. It gives me a really good singing voice. <laughs> And a terrible sounding smoker's cough. So I've managed to suppress it today on this episode. But um, yeah, if if you're aware that you downplay your wins, um, then you can stop it. It, The process to stopping that is sometimes challenging. Uh, Actually, it's probably always challenging and it's fairly involved and it can be quite Mm. hard work and you can stop it. You can 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 change it it a little bit here and there, you know, And and it might start with a whole... Oh yeah, but we we want to be contracts, so that made last month look way better than it really was. And if you catch yourself saying that, you can then say, and it's it's still pretty good. Like even just putting that little thing on the end is is yes. change. It's different, you know. And just I guess it's it's still a good month, isn't it? Yeah, let's not forget about the fact that you did actually win that bigger contract. Mm, there's yeah. your positive. You had to do something to win the job. That's right. Or you, or you had to still be in business this summer so that you could take advantage of air conditioning season as a, as a sparky right. or something like it, there is always a win in there. And I think if we all got better at finding those wins, yes, then what happens is we get good at finding the little wins. And so we recognize more of them, not just in ourselves, but the people around us and Hey, I'll loop this all the way back to my, my, uh, you know, blossoming relationship soon to be marriage with Amy is her and I, it's it must be sickening for other people we we build each other up so much and i'm used to the opposite being the case and you see you see husbands and wives and and partners you know same-sex marriages hetero doesn't matter you see people just tearing down either to their face or behind their back their partner their spouse i think it's the same can be said in any kind of relationship Um, yeah I see it in business all the time. You must too. Or, you know, um, competing businesses tear each other down to um, make themselves feel better about whatever it is that they are doing. Um, I, I just think that we've all forgotten how to be nice and encouraging and Fellow supportive of one another. 
like people working on the same team. Yes. Uh, you know, employers and employees, um, you know, contractors and, and business owners, subbies. It's like, oh, you know, bloody subbies. Like it's just mm. – and, and I'm actually living through this whole experience and I have to thank Amy for this. She's She's really led the way in a lot of respects with the way a relationship is panning out with this whole building each other up. Yes. It becomes a real habit. It does. And it's so addictive. I'm I'm just always looking for cool stuff to tell her about what I love about her or what she's done well or how great the meal was and she could she could burn the toast and set the kitchen on fire and and yeah, it's something to deal with and it's sometimes we have our stressful moments. I mean it's not a, a fairy tale perfect relationship in that sense, but I think that's part of the problem is we have this idea that the ideal relationship, you never have a disagreement or heaviness or anything like mm -hmm. that. And we've had plenty. Um, it's how we deal with that. Yes. And because of that tendency to build each other up, we go looking for the good. Absolutely. And and I love to quote, um, as I'm sure many people do, Jocko Willink, who's, who's one of my heroes when it comes to um, – he's an author and a podcaster, former, Na former Navy SEAL um, commander and uh, – when things go wrong, he has this whole thing where he says, good. He's like, <laughs> uh, you know, didn't win the game, good. You'll learn how to get better for next time. Or, Love it. you know, late for an appointment, good. It'll teach you how to be humble and apologize with grace or whatever, you know. And it's like we kind of do that in our relationship and I'm and I'm trying to encourage more and more people to, to do that of finding the positive. And yes. it doesn't mean life is beautiful all the time. No, you know, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna out Amy here. She doesn't listen to my episodes much anymore. But um, <laughs> so we're actually using one of our cars as our wedding car in yes, like 13 great. days, and I'm heading off into my rainforest thing, and I get a a text message and a picture where she's backed into the gate oh, no. in the car, <laughs> <laughs> peeking out because it's like. Uh, this is kind of the wedding car, and I just backed into the gate, and I'm like, "That's cool. I'll get a panel beater." Could have been beater. the front of the car. I'll get a panel beater. Yeah, someone will fix it. Absolutely. Uh, I think so. it's a really valuable lesson because even in our very worst moments in life, and as you know, I've had some of the top three. I've had actually two of the top three worst moments in life, and even on those darkest, most gloomiest days, there is something to be grateful for. There is something. There's a positive somewhere to find mm. to help pull you through that not-so-great time into the next day. And then when you look at a normal day, you know, a day for me that might feel quite normal and reasonably upbeat, there's so much to be grateful for. There are so many positives to look towards. And in doing so, I have a happier life. And if we can help other people do that, that's something to be really passionate and excited about. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting perspective to be able to carry through day-to-day -day life. It's easy it's to go and hike 45Ks in the rainforest on my own with, you know, no other people. And part of it was a little bit drizzly, but the weather was great. I was cold during the night, but, you know, I had thermals. Um and I put on a, another jacket to wear in my sleeping bag. And it's easy to go do something like that and experience a bit of physical hardship or something, a bit of deprivation, and then be grateful for stuff. You know, I was grateful for the coffee that I could buy at the cafe. I was grateful for the money yes. in my wallet to buy the coffee. I was grateful that my car was still in the damn car park and that no one had <laughs> stolen it while I was away. 
um, or smashed the windows and tried to steal my stereo, you know. Um, it's easy to be grateful for things then. It's yes. hard to then come back and six weeks later I'm in my day-to-day life and, you know, the phone company stuffs up my bill and charges me double and my wife backs the car into the gate and the dog digs up my cabbages and a client, you know, doesn't pay their bill on time. That's when it's hard to stay grateful for stuff. It really is, but there still is always something on that day when it all goes wrong to be grateful for. And it, it's just a, making a conscious choice, I think, to find that, that one moment of gratitude in every day. Start with one and it's addictive. Before you know it, you're finding those moments in every part of your day. And it, this is not just business changing. This kind of taking that space to be grateful in every moment of every day um, is not just business changing, it's life changing. It, it, it totally changes your perspective on your day-to-day life. And before you know it, you're celebrating those wins instead of downplaying them. So, Warwick, should we talk about again? How about you talk again just very briefly about your walk and we find a really positive, exciting <laughs> way to say it instead of it wasn't such a big deal? Oh, it was, it was an epic adventure. That's, that's Absolutely. You know, it was an amazing achievement. I carried a 19-kilo pack. I weigh 73 kilos, dripping wet. Um, and you're not supposed to carry more than 15% of your body weight on a, on a longish hike. I was wearing 10 year old boots that I'd had resold because I'm a typical tradie tight ass. And, uh, (laughs) I'd I'd rather spend a hundred bucks to get them resold than 400 bucks for a new pair of boots. And I regretted it after three hours in, uh, because my feet (laughs) were killing me. Um, the pack is old and, you know, I probably had too much gear and, yeah, so there was there was a whole bunch of stuff that mentally, I started to, I started to listen to that wanker Warwick voice. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's winner Warwick and there's wanker Warwick. <laughs> I love it. And they they had a punch up halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was even going to cut short my my first walk and just hike out to the nice camp area, which was only five k's out of the other end instead of 5Ks further into the scrub and camp mm-hmm. on my own. I was going to go where there was hot showers and and uh, lighting and shelter sheds and other people. And it was like, I got to the junction at the track and I went, you know what? I've come this far. I've done this much work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be gutted if I, if I take the easy option out. Absolutely. So I pushed on another hour and a half to get to my, my campsite. And I woke up the next morning and, you know, 250 metres from my campsite there's this little lookout dead set on the edge of the escarpment you can stand on a rock and it is straight down 500 meters straight down to the valley below and you just look right out over the gold coast hinterland all the way to the coast i watched the sun come up through the clouds it was the most amazing experience i've had in many many years and that that all came from that seemingly small decision to go i'll stick to the original plan yeah. You know? So yeah, it was it was a great it was a great hike and a great adventure and I want to do more. Good. I'm pleased. And I, I won't be joining you on any of these. Well, you know we what? We had this discussion last week, didn't we? Yeah, I'm gonna put something out there, Nick. Um if anyone has listened this far through the episode <laughs> I commend you. because um, this is probably a long one for, for most listeners. But I'm gonna throw something out there. I wanna start taking some some tradie dudes, some tradie guys. I'm gonna be I'm going to be just straight up about this. I'd love to take some tradie men and whether it's a hike or a ropes course or 
I want to challenge the shit out of some guys to to step up and learn how to lead and learn how this to is cool. learn how to manage their headspace and and be the way they know is best for everybody around them. Yes. So there you go. I'm I'm putting that out there. I don't know what that looks yeah. like yet, and it's Trying not it's not bloody Kokoda because everyone does Kokoda, and I'm not taking away from Kokoda. I had I had an uncle who actually spent some time in Kokoda, um, and my grandfather built a lot of the buildings over there um, in the wartime. But uh, yeah, I, I want it to be something for for tradie men. Tradies. I think business. that's a great idea. So yeah, I think it's a great idea, and I think it's important that tradie men get to take that time out for themselves yeah. because that little bit of time they take for themselves to learn a bit about themselves um, comes as a great benefit to their business and their family life. Absolutely. Their staff, their but subbies. can I just say that I'll take the wives and we'll just prop up the local bar and have a few wines and wait <laughs> there for you guys to come back? You can go have high tea somewhere and we'll go out no, and we sleep might have at the leeches or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, um, so it was a great hike and it was, and it was an amazing achievement. And uh, I'm really proud that I did it. There you go. So a lot of change in your life at the moment, Warren. Oh, I think that's an understatement, Nick. Mm. <laughs> changing, uh, changing all sorts of things. Changing the podcast too. Should we talk about that? Yes, let's. What are we doing with the podcast? We haven't really talked about this. Well, we haven't. Let, let's just uh, throw it out there. We're going to collaborate a bit more. Yeah. We're going to bring you, um, I guess, maybe a, a more business balanced perspective because the way I think about business is a little bit different at times to the way you do and the way uh, I work in our business as a partner, as a, a, a supporting partner, that is a little bit different to mm. um, perhaps the way you've spoken about business before. So uh, this gives us an opportunity to share some of those insights. Mm. And um, and I, if, if I can jump in there, which I just did. Yes, well, here, here's the steering wheel. <laughs> I um I really want to um speak more about the equal role that mostly women tradies mm-hmm. partners play in tradies in business. Mm. And, I think that's a very valuable thing to share. And I I love the way that that is um encapsulated in the way you and I are working together and mm-hmm. you know we're such great friends um and we've talked already about like we haven't had to specifically talk about equality and all that sort of stuff. Um, no, and we both have it's a given for us. We both have our own individual views about a lot of those sorts of issues, and yet we've sat down and been able to both be okay with ourselves mm. to then say, "Great, well, let's do this." And yes. your role is this, and mine's that, and yep, we're good with that. And we've knocked a few things around, and and um, you know, bent a few edges, uh, <laughs> and it's and it works. It does. It really does work. And I think it just, um, maybe if I was really bold, I'd say it's just about being okay with yourself and your own position in whatever it is that you're doing. So I'm certainly in the first few years of business with my husband, I didn't really understand my own position or I didn't, perhaps I didn't give myself enough credit and I didn't value my own position. Therefore, he didn't really value my own position and neither did anybody that worked with us. Mm. So as time went on and I learned to value my own position, it means I'm okay. I'm okay. You're okay. We all move on. Yeah. And we can work together. And we, you know, we, I understand where I fit and I'm okay with that. It's yeah. a very valuable life point to have. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'd like to have more conversations uh, around that on the show, on the Tradies mm-hmm. Business Show. Uh, we'll obviously be um, growing the Facebook group, Tradies in Business, which is yes. uh, the name of yours and my partnership and collaboration. Um, so expect to see and hear a lot more about that. Uh, we're planning live events, um, new products, new ways that you can access our content, um, the expertise of some of our partners and alliances that we've already got in the wings. I've got some exciting yes. um, people idling away in the background that are super keen to be involved. I just literally came from a meeting today um, with someone who heads up um, a reasonable sized uh, plumbing uh, supplies group in Queensland. I don't know if they're Australia-wide, but definitely Queensland. Um, so there are some people very keen to support tradies in business. And I don't mean that as in yours and my partnership, Nick, but tradies no. who are in business. Like I, Absolutely. You know, we've got all this political BS going on in Canberra <laughs> and more and more I see that tradies in business, those small to medium tradie business owners, husbands and wives, partners, you know, the the potential client I spoke to today is a young guy and his fiance, you know, she's working full time, he's busting his gut, barely making any money. They don't have a voice. No one's no, really no one's talking to them about economics or politics or pricing or fuel costs or anything. And No, it's a very unrepresented field. Absolutely. Tradies. Construction, Absolutely. any kind of tradies. It, it, they're blue collar workers. I think if we were to really generalise, it's blue collar workers. They're not represented. They're not being spoken to. They're not being educated. They're not being thought about, particularly mm. with all the rubbish that is going on in Canberra. Um, and it's exciting to hear that there are people that want to work with tradies and help tradies on all levels, business, personal, the lot. It's um. And to, do, and to do more than just flog them a program or a product yes. or a subscription to a software platform. And Absolutely. Hey, don't get me wrong, those tools are really important in running a business. Mm. I, I think there needs to be more than that and a more coordinated approach. So that's what I'm really passionate about. I know that I can speak for you. Actually, yes. I won't speak for you, Nick, because you can speak for yourself. Can I have the steering wheel back? Uh, yes. Can I get the keys this time? <laughs> yes, you can. And then I should <laughs> shut up because otherwise people will be like, Was stop talking. <laughs> I've got to go to a job. It's already 45 minutes. <laughs> I guess I'd just say that um, there are a lot of lessons early on in business for um, my husband and myself and um, it was really lonely time being mm. in business in the beginning construction. It was so lonely for both of us. And it wasn't just um, me being a woman and not really understanding where I fit. It was us in small business and not knowing that there are lots of people out there ready to support us if we're ready to look for it, you know. Um, Mm. I'm excited to be able to have things like our Facebook group, Traders in Business, where people can get together and support each other and feel confident enough to ask questions because they know it's a no-judgment zone. Mm. Um, There's small things that can make really big differences in the lives of tradies and what they're doing in business. So I'm really excited and passionate to be able to share the lessons that I guess we've learned or found along the way um, and then foster that really positive, creative space for tradies to be able to find ways to run their businesses really effectively. Sounds like a good plan to me. 
Yeah, me too. You could have the keys back now. We should write that down. <laughs> There's a mission statement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I've I've been talking about it the last couple of episodes. Um, obviously, Nick and I have banged on about it a bit today. Tradies in business. Uh, so the podcast will still be the Tradies Business Show because this is a show. Uh, and maybe our live events could be shows, Nick. Oh, that sounds exciting. Tradies in business shows or something. <laughs> we could have sounds very exciting. Dancing men and women. <laughs> to, to keep it to keep the uh, equality going, <laughs> uh, we won't have animals because that'll upset the uh, the animal Never rights the kids people. And animals. Yeah, but um, tradies in business—the best way for you to get in on the ground floor with this—it's growing so quickly. I'm blown away by how many people are signing up all the time. Mm. Um, is head over to Facebook if you haven't heard of it. Apparently, it's a big thing. Um, head over to Facebook and if you go to facebom forward slash groups forward slash tradies in business, I think think that's that's the right uh, setup. Even if you just Google tradies in business, sorry, in Facebook search tradies in business, press the groups tab and up we come. Yeah. So, um, apply to join. You'll get asked a few questions. Uh, we're just making sure you're a legit tradie or tradie supporter or tradie lover or tradie something or other. Um, so <laughs> answer the questions and we'll open the door for you and you're in. And then uh, you can be part of the conversation, part of the community. Um, as I said, there's some cool people in there sharing some bloody amazing stories already and and uh, just people who have been through hell and back and have literally joined the group because they want to share their story with others to hopefully help mm-hmm. them. So... I love seeing Pretty this stuff. cool. So, yeah, go join the community, Tradies in Business. Uh, keep an eye on the websites. I've got several. I know Nick's got a couple. Um, I'm about to work through a bit of a consolidation. So um, we don't have a website at the moment for Tradies in Business. But if you go to the show page, Tradies Business Show, um, you'll find all the usual show notes and links and stuff there. If you want to find out more about my work wife – because uh, you won't find anything out about my life wife. She uh, runs under a pseudonym because uh, she works in in uh, mental health, so has to look after the identity there. But um, you can find out more about my work wife at thebuilderswife.com.au. Um, really cool website, actually. I really like your website. Thank uh, you. So my little space on the interwebs. Yeah, so you'll find Nick's 811 blogs sitting there. And uh, a whole bunch of other ways to uh, to engage with her, and um, hit us up, have a chat. We, uh, as you can tell, we like to talk. <laughs> it's and, a common theme. And the thing I like doing even more than I like talking is listening, which a lot of people find hard to believe. But uh, I know I I've experienced your listening skills. You're a great listener. Mm. So um, podcasts are really hard to do if you don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to listen to. And the host isn't saying anything much. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, look, uh, thanks for letting me come on my show and be interviewed <laughs> by you, Nick. Uh, that was great. Hopefully yeah, thank that you wasn't for having me. Thank you for, for allowing me to take the steering wheel just to, like, for a few snippets. Let's be honest, you're pretty good at steering it back. That's okay. I was sitting in the jump seat next to you. I'm tradie wingman <laughs> after all. You know, I was there. You were never going to crash. Very true. Nice segue. I'm impressed. You did a great job. You did a great job. Thank you. You should be so I enjoyed it.
Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. So, uh, yeah, go ahead over to Trades in Business listeners. Um, make sure you join the Facebook group, and we look forward to seeing more of you soon. Absolutely. Hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.